What's up, feeders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Fitted Japan. I am your host, Johnny. And um, as you fine folks know, Got Fitted Japan is about two dudes booze. Japan in the news. Oh, wait, I'm here. I'm Tom Tom Tokyo. Oh, that's right! Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is our second podcast today, so... Uh, we're um, on fire! Oh, God, I hope we're on fire. <laughs> it could be worse. And um, this is episode number... 357. No. 457. Fuck, I can't Tom. count anymore. We're not Sesame Street anymore. We can't go 456. Yeah, we can't do that. We can't do that like the previous episode. So, Faders, um, for all you guys out there, what we're doing is we're doing two podcasts in one day because we have two guests that are here special in Japan on a Friday, and the weather's nice enough to get faded in, in the morning, so that's what we're doing. Yeah. Cheers, man. And Cheers. we got plenty of party fuel here. Yes, we do. And speaking of party fuel, we have Robert Winya. Robert Winya, thank you very much for being on the show today. It's an honor to have you here in the studio. Um, you're on a world tour right now, and um, you're in Gafeta, Japan. I, I don't know if this is where the tour begins or ends. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully this is not the, the low point. <laughs> We're all good things go to die. Yeah, hopefully not. Well, date-wise, it's it's closer to the end by a long shot than the beginning yeah okay so, so do you have some epic touring stories in that case <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, a yes there we go uh maybe yeah i don't know maybe uh, maybe yeah. not it's okay been, well, it's been long well uh, let's, let's get to that question later the first thing i want to ask you is okay you're on your world tour which countries have you hit and how long have you been on tour um, let's see. It started in August of 2018. Um, so nine, ten months. Ten so, months of being on tour. Like that. That's a pretty Brushes. good stretch. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. And the stops have been. I don't know, a lot. Do you want me to go down the list? Or Why not? Just say yeah, lot, down Why not, man? King, come on, self-promote yeah. yourself, man. Listen, there's like almost 40,000 people that listen to this podcast. <laughs> everybody wants to know fucking everything. Maybe for you it's boring, but for me well, and Tom I, and everybody listening, no, Theo, this is good stuff, right? I just Absolutely. mean I don't awesome. wanna, you know I don't want anyone to be like oh god a country list you know oh uh, god oh so, you played in Russia that's so passe no I didn't hey, play in Russia I it wish I would love it, to it ain't bragging if he did it yeah that's true <laughs> it ain't bragging if he true okay so, so where'd you go uh, let's see uh, Iceland Italy France Ireland uh, Scotland England. Greece, Malta, uh, Spain, Portugal, India, uh, Singapore, Malaysia, Cambodia, Vietnam, Thailand, China, Japan. Tom, get this guy another beer. <laughs> you, you, you see that? He was sitting there. He was struggling to like, you know, I, I was trying to go in order, which, which is cool and everything. They, they weren't like, in order, but I was just yeah, like. Oh, my God. It's like, man, it's been such an epic journey. It just all just kind of blurs together. Oh, God. Dude, I go on tour for my painting, and I'm going on tour next month, and it's only three countries, three cities. And I'm like, oh, God, three cities. What am I going to do? <laughs> I, I, I you're the master. I got to ask you a lot of questions. Dude, you don't even gain weight, man. I go on tour and stuff. And everyone's like, oh, Johnny, you have to have the beer. I'm like, I love beer. Because every country I go to, I just drink the whole time. I do love beer. Actually, I write a blog that's just um, 
boozes from like the local, you know, because everywhere has Tom, like, the marry local. this guy. You're, 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 marry you're, this you're guy. So in the fucking right place, <laughs> yes, this, man. Because we, well, you know, we, like everywhere has their local, right? Anywhere yeah, you go yeah. in the world, people yeah, yeah, yeah. will say like, "Well, here we brew or we ferment or we, you know." And sometimes it's yeah. sometimes you're in a village in the middle of nowhere and it's something really gnarly, and then sometimes it's just like you know. Uh, Shinerbach because you're in Austin or what you know and it's like man whatever it's their lager but uh, yeah um, yeah I'm, I'm I'm much too much of a beer fan unfortunately I wish you I was. don't look <laughs> it Tom looks it I look it we're a couple of like, stubby little guys people maybe, call us the Penguin no, no, Podcast for, for him maybe it's like the constant touring and the jet lag and you know killing his appetite and just, just running I know you're on stage yeah. all the time maybe yeah. Tom we got to do some cardio yeah there, there there you go he's on the stage with the big legs we just start a face. band he's sweating it out you, you could be a drummer you look you like, like a drummer I could be a drummer if any bands need a DJ I can do that. No, that's true. That's mm. definitely true. So, all right, tell us about this blog. So, can you plug oh, it, please? Uh, I, I suppose. Um, I don't know. How do you plug a blog? I you don't say, know. hey, like, I have a blog, and I'm a blog. I do this. It's www. Yeah. It's about being. This blog. is the perfect place. Like, well, it's not a MySpace, is it? <laughs> no. Okay, it's then not. you're fine. It's like it's a buried secret little link, so no one knows that it's there, which is fine. I don't. I don't need to promote it, but uh, oh, well, I just I would enjoy. Love, it's fun. I would love I think to hear it's fun about to it. Do I like? Uh, I like making little stories about things. So. Well, I think a lot of people would be interested. People that listen to the. You've never listened to this podcast. Hey, wait, 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 wait. I got a question. Are you trying to keep your like your music, music like in your personal blog like separate? Is okay, that, like, yeah. A little bit. Little bit well, hesitant? I mean, they are separate, but I don't. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Maybe people would find it interesting. Maybe they wouldn't. Um, they would definitely you, find you, it you, interesting. You were on the right. Leo, show. come on. So if you go to my <laughs> website and you scroll down to the very, very bottom, there's like a little uh, links. Uh huh. And and in those links, there's a thing that just says sip. Mm. Sip. And of course, I, like I mean, it. why would anybody go to that, right? So anyway, so that's uh, where I write. Well, that's about. where I'm going after this show. <laughs> well, I'm saying, for, on this show, like normally, one of the things we do is we do a POW, which is a pick of the week, where we try like a different. Uh, usually, it's a beer, but a different like you know alcoholic. Oh beverage. yeah, great. Yeah, mostly yeah, yeah, yeah. it's beer. Um, we're a bit busy. We're a bit busy today, so we we didn't get any anything good. But like, yeah, normally we do that. We you know we we try it. We talk about it. We yeah. rate it. Yeah, that's yeah. Usually, what we do is like an opener. We got a whole rating system. It's yeah. so explicit. Well, and there's a whole you know. There, I mean, at risk of being, uh, I don't know, boring. There, there's a whole. Uh, a, oh, we're not boring. There's so much to a place and the culture of that place that is inextricably bound to the thing that they make and usually there's some incredible history mm-hmm. people will tell you uh you know in in uh in like one little part of southern india they have a like a kind of a liqueur it's a i don't know it's um but they ferment it out of uh coconut because you know that's like what's there Sounds it has awesome. been there forever yeah i'm in and they make so there's two varieties and they're either coconut or cashew but it's not like a, it's not sweet. It's not like a, you know, it's like Everclear. It's just like paint, oh, really? kind of paint thinner. They, they get you know? really hardcore with it. It's hardcore. And it's, but it, they just, I'm loving India right now. But, you know, I mean, like yeah. when you go there and, so, oh, and you say, well, what's your local though. thing? And they say, well, this has kind of got a history here. And it's what, you know, and then you go somewhere and they have it in these clay jars that they've buried under a, you know, tree. And, and, uh, and they tell you kind of like. 
there are these rules for where you can pick them and what you have to use. And I mean, at that point, you're like, this is a story. I mean, th- there's a whole thing here, you know? So anyway, uh, that's, that's, that's what that's, I like. That's like no, really cool. I agree. Yeah, I if, completely if you're, concur. If you're going to go like into a culture and experience, yeah, there's a tourist bullshit, but you want to go fucking balls deep and oh, see yeah. some history and some like real shit that happened. Yeah. So we got to go to the sake place after this. I mean, Reykjavik, man, they have like, they're, they're, the history of alcohol in Iceland is crazy. Like, really? Oh, yeah. It's just, I mean, because it's, it's caused, I'm, well, I mean, first of all, they've been there since the first Vikings, you know. It's just, they just, like, goes so far back. Vikings not a party. And it's yeah. so deeply embedded, but they've also had so many problems with, you know, people can't finish school and they are, you know, it's ripping families apart. And it's like, well, how did it go from... The that party to, to the and to where they had to make rules. So like the Icelandic government is the only one that makes the booze. You know, it's like. But it, anyway, mm. um, uh, yeah. sounds, no, so, it sounds like an interesting story. It sounds yeah. like you, you've, in your travels you've experienced some how do you say some epic tales and there's this. Yeah. Well, I mean, and anywhere you go, there's gonna be there's gonna be someone in some town in France who's gonna say, or in Italy, who's gonna say, uh, you know, this is the. This is the wine, and our grapes are right. That's the where the grapes are, and you can walk over and pick them and eat the grapes, and then they'll go into their kitchen, and they have a bucket, mm-hmm. and it's the wine, and they pour it through a little cheesecloth so that the gunk comes out, and then you drink the wine, and you're like, I gotta write about this, this, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's crazy. I can't wait to read this. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Wait, let's stop the show. Let's, let's have like a, just a reading time. Let's, let's start a book club. <laughs> oh, so the intermission screens comes up. <laughs> oh man! Like, now yeah. back to the show. <laughs> what the fuck were we doing? I think we just enlightened the community. <laughs> oh man! This is a bug. Sounds so interesting. It might just make me feel drunk from reading it. Yeah. Have you been to any uh, any of the breweries around here? Like not just beer breweries, but the, some of the sake breweries around here. I have not. No, you I would not? love to. I would love to. Oh, but. you got to. The, the breweries yeah. here are absolutely fantastic. There's a few that are in English, but most of them are in Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just I just got into Tokyo uh, kind of late yesterday. So and then I got up this morning and had to get to the train to get here. So I haven't had time. But Sorry. I, no, no, man, it's all Sorry. good. Sorry. <laughs> we just ruined your. You're like, well, I was gonna go to this brewery and I was gonna get some shochu, but then I had to do this fucking podcast. No, I was actually, you know, what I was gonna do today was go to a hedgehog cafe because that sounds oh, unbelievable. Mm. But just go to the album. Might instead. maybe pull that off tomorrow. I don't Go to the owl one. That one's cooler. Oh, no. Are you talking about the one? There's one in Harajuku that I walked by a couple times. I don't know. It's just a thing. I read about the it. Owl one is cool. And, and you got owls, owls on your shoulders when you're like sipping coffee. That's pretty dope. Yeah, wow. they've got owl cafes. They've got uh, cat cafes. Cat they cafes. Got dog cafes. Yeah. Dog cafes. You know what they don't have? Snake cafe. Snake cafe. That's what they need. A snake cafe. I mean, snake I'm like Andy exactly, Jones. I don't like the snakes, snakes, but snakes aren't exactly known for being cute and cuddly. But people like to hold them, right? Oh, wait, there is a snake cafe, now that I think about it. I've seen it on Instagram somewhere. I don't know. I would go to that. You'll go to that? I'll keep you posted. I'll, I'll my find cousin it. had, when I was a teenager, my cousin had a, like a big old boa constrictor. And the thing was nice. You could just like, you know, hold your hand out. Was your cousin's it. last name Cooper? No. No? No. Okay. It was not. Alice Cooper, guys. Alice Cooper. Got you got it? Got okay, it. cool, cool. Rock reference. All right, awesome. All right, I want to talk about your music. Now, I've heard a lot of your music, and what? you're, yeah. What? I did. I actually, I took <laughs> the time. You're yes. touring internationally for 10 months in all these different countries, and you're like, what? You've heard of me? Let's talk famous. <laughs> no, and I found your music to be kind of a cross between Bob Dylan, Neil Young, and with a slight touch of Morrissey. 
What do you think? Good Lord. Wow, thank you. Uh, three oh, times. I, Thank I, th- you. I thought he was going to punch me. <laughs> no, I was waiting. You fucker, I'm I was tr- waiting for something horrible. To <laughs> like there, like Slayer know. Anthrax with just a little bit of Bob Dylan. No, I don't know. Uh, yeah. How um, did you even put that together? God. <laughs> That's how my brain works. I don't know. Well, I I, I love all of those, so uh, thank you. That's very Okay, kind. well, I mean, so you agree with me, or? I, mean, I don't, you didn't know, punch you. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm the worst judge of... Uh, what I sound like or do. I, I mean, I wish you, I was... You should be the best judge. Uh, no. No. I, I mean... This guy's a true artist, man. Asking Andy Warhol about his art, he's like, well, it's just like on the wall. <laughs> it's <laughs> not nah, over there. No, you gotta think about it as an artist. So that's what we always used to say in the DJ world. Like, you're always your own worst critic. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely true. Well, and, you know, I don't know. I mean, I saw, I saw a thing today online at... Um, it was an interview with, uh, Hen- oh, sorry, interview with Henry Winkler. <coughs> um, Henry Winkler? And he was the being... The Fonz? Yeah. Oh, shit. And he was being asked, you know, how it felt um, to have a-, a thing that you did, which was like a Happy Days episode, I guess, um, where the Fonz, like, did a water ski jump over a shark. Over the shark, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> um, and, and like, how does it feel to have you know a phrase "jump the shark" be like, like gone? Uh, you went too far is actually directly from your work, mm-hmm. and uh, and his response was, "Hey, you know, no. <laughs> the uh, the genuine real answer is I don't care," mm. uh, and and I think more often than not that's the thing in the art world is that, you know, people make art and then someone says, well, what does this mean? Or why did you, or what is the, how come the, and the, What's the, the artist, concept, basically. Right. And in order, I mean, the, 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 the leap to make, to tell somebody this is, these are the steps, you know, first I did this and then second, you know, it doesn't, it's weird. I mean, it just doesn't work. There, there's no, I, I don't know. Well, so, it's case by case, but the thing is when people ask you something like a question like that, about a piece that you don't have any concept, you're just fucking around and something beautiful came out of it, you know? And that's sometimes how it works with music and art. In my experience, although I don't have any experience with the music, but the thing is, mm-hmm. somebody, like, for example, this piece behind us right here, and they're like, so what's the concept behind this? Actually, this does have a concept. But <laughs> <laughs> but for, like, a piece that didn't have a concept, I, my, my thing is I'd answer the question with a question. I'm like, oh, yeah? Well, what do you think? Yeah. And they think, well, I think that you were thinking this, this, and this, and this, this. And you're like, well... That's pretty close. Mm. I mean, I would say the artists that you just named, uh, if I ever felt like I could hold a candle to any of them, if I felt like anything I did was even in their ballpark, I might be tempted to say, uh, you know, oh, yeah, I mean, I, I use Neil Young as a, you know, starting point to, but, um, I mean, I, I I very much doubt that ever in my life I'll ever even be playing the same sport. <laughs> that you know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I just do yeah, I do yeah. my best at what I do, but it's not. You know, he's like. But yet you're. How do you say you're touring a lot and enjoying enjoying what you do? Oh yeah, very so, much. Well, see, so see, yeah. Well, I mean. There's yeah. there is seems like a glass ceiling to like how do I get to this <laughs> godlike level, but at the same time like yeah. eh, 
I like your perspective. It's like, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. You know, I, li- I like to be there someday, but if I don't, yeah, I like what I do. Well, I mean, you know, um, the, the, the business, the boring, nobody wants to hear about it, you know, business slash industry No, side people of do it. want to hear about this. Do they? All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, unless there's drama. No, no, well, when mean, there's drama. When there's really love sorry, to hear about it. Sorry, when there's drama. Well, we book a lot of bands on this show. Like, I mean, we covered a band uh, yesterday. We had a band here last week. We've got like eight bands that are contacting us right now. So we have a lot of like bands we interview and stuff. So I think a lot of people that listen to the show are actually really interested in all aspects of the music, especially for people that really? come to Japan that perform here. And for wow. you, I mean... Y- Good for you, listeners. Good for you. Yes. And also, I will mention there's a lot of stuff like sometimes when it gets into the business end, they're like, I can't say this on the air, but here's <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Here's a bunch of shit <laughs> to like think about, which... Happens a lot. I don't know yeah, if there's so anything talk that about I their manager or something. The air. I, I mean, I, I just wouldn't, you know, I don't want to bore people with business stuff. But like, so, like, for okay. example, yeah. you guys are doing a podcast. <laughs> sure. Uh, the difference between your show and Howard Stern. He likes us. Is, uh, <laughs> He's a listener. He's totally know, a fan. If you, He's not our spit. If you have, like, a staff of 150 people who are managing all of your bookings and outreach and your scheduling and you are fabulously wealthy from your podcast and you get on a train and go to a, you know, building with a studio. We're not there yet. Right. So I blame Saito-san. That guy fucking, he he ripped us off for how much? But if somebody said to Howard Stern, why do you do what you do? And if somebody said to you, why do you do what you do? I'm, pretty sure the answer would be the same money it's no, just <laughs> it's just the you know the the mechanics of it and mm-hmm. the mechanics of it is the business like that's the part that where it just gets boring where it's like you know how did you line this guest up and you know you would say some something and he would say i, I have no idea how that for works us. you know or whatever <laughs> actually for us, that, that happened more fun fairly, fairly <laughs> actually, we have a blast doing this show dude actually to be honest i mean we've been doing this show since 2009 right nice yeah so i mean we've got tom how many episodes do we have let's see we're at four five Seven. Fuck yeah, brother. That's right. No, no, no. We're good. But I mean, we've been doing this show since 2009, right? And um, I think the reason why I do this show is because I get to hang out with my friends Mm. and I get to meet new cool people. We get to drink awesome booze and we get to have a good time and we get to like talk about Mm. the news. We get to bullshit. And it's like kind of like the part of the week where it's just like, you know what? I mean, I've been doing a lot of work. I got problems with this and that. I got stressed because of these clients and that and all this shit. But as soon as you got fit in Japan and once we're fucking live, you know, we can get drunk. We can talk shit. Me and Tom, we argue half the time. Yeah, A lot of people don't know this. Leo knows now, but we fucking, we just get in a big, huge argument, and then after about, like, 20 minutes of fucking fighting, all of a sudden we're like, all right, man, just give me a hug. All right, let's finish the show. You know what I mean? Fucking, it's like the best then, time then ever, Then we go outside you know? and have another round of fisticuffs. We don't do that. Actually, the only time you went outside is when we had that fucking spicy curry. I had to take a lap around the block, but that's a different story. We had curry where you had to be 18 years old to buy it, and it was, like, so spicy. It was, it was basically like eating mace. I think they basically wow. had curry, and they sprayed it with mace, and they're like... Here you go. This is completely Johnny's idea. But the next time he I've says, "Let's so have a dumbass bad ideas episode where we do something really stupid," I think yeah. I'm just going to run the other fucking way. You should. Oh, we also oh, had the, the wasabi. We also, uh, we also had the well. The, okay, that was my idea: the beer and wasabi challenge. Yeah. So basically, all right. Getting down to answer your question, we do it because we love doing it and it's fun. And and you know yeah. we got so many great supporters. We got people from all over the world. We got listeners from everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. We've got. 
China, we've got Finland, we've got Sweden, we've got all over America, we've got Austra- tons of Australians, New Zealanders, we've got uh, everywhere, Portugal, we've got countries that I don't even, I never knew exist. I'm like, what's this? Is this where Chewbacca is from? You know, it's, it's, it's crazy, right? So, I mean, and we got one guy in North Korea, but I don't know who he is. You'll never know. Kim I'll Jong, never know. It's Kim Jong. No, it could be. be it could be his sister. He, he, it could he, be his he, sister. He likes drinking, man. He's all about the Kanye. It's a spy yeah, bot. Yeah. Yeah. Spy bot, maybe. Yeah, they're like, what is happening? I got mm-hmm. in Japan. We have to record this. Right. <laughs> but but just take it take it I back to what what you what you were saying earlier about the guests and bookings. Like yeah. even I don't okay. know because oh, fortunately I'm only part time because so I got other stuff going on in my personal life right mm. now because I got a kid on the way and blah blah blah. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. But like, yeah, for some of the the bands that uh, that I wasn't here for and some of the interviews I wasn't here for, I was like, ah, oh, that, that's cool. How'd you book this person, this person? And, J- and Johnny's just kind of like, <sighs> short answer, because I'm Johnny. I was like, okay, we'll, we'll roll with that. That's a good answer. Yeah. I am Johnny. He's Johnny. <laughs> I can't deny that. So how do you, all right, so how do you book your gigs all over the world? It's really different uh, everywhere. It's mm-hmm. kind of a case-by-case um in some places, I have an agent. Uh, in some places, I get connected through friends. In mm-hmm. some places, um, a lot of stuff on this tour has been through other musicians. So um, that's, I think, more and more because of the internet, that's become a really powerful resource for artists all over. Um, you know, that that you can go, if you're a painter, you can go... Um, to a gallery, see an exhibit, talk to the painter who did it, and say, this is my name, this is what I do, and uh, I work with these galleries in the U.S. if you ever want to come to the and you exchange information and you can connect that way. So which, networking, basically. Yeah, but I mean, years ago, that was not, everything went through kind of just these giant agencies, and that was mm. it, you know? Or you'd maybe <clears throat> have to know the owner of a club if you were going to play there. Mm. Um, but... You know, there's a lot of, there are a lot of places now, um, India, there's house concert organizations that run these, I mean, they're amazing. They're huge house concerts. Hundreds of people go, they video them. They have like a YouTube channel. It's all very professional and high end. And, and they just, uh, you know, they'll just reach out to you and say, oh, if you're going to be in India, would you like to come and do this show? Mm. Um, so it, it, it's, it's always a little bit different everywhere. Um, I don't, I think the only time that it's consistently the same is if you have like one international agency that you have signed an exclusive contract to, and then you Mm. say, this is my agent. I don't do anything without them, you know, and I'm not there. So. Okay. That's awesome. So you um, have more freedom. Um, in, in the yeah. D- really quick, it sounds kind of similar. Like in the DJ world that I've been involved with, like there's a lot of people. Like you know, some of these people are running you know gigs and events on shoestring budgets. So when they book the artist, they might come over, but they're like, oh, okay, maybe I can do this because you maybe hook me up with a couple couple gigs, and so they send their tentacles out and their feelers out, and yeah. maybe try try to hook the guy up, and obviously more opportunity for networking and kind of snowballs. So I've, yeah. I've seen a lot of aspects of it. So it sounds kind of similar. Yeah. Yeah. What, what social media for you is the best? Are you using, in, I mean, I'm sure you're using everything, but mm. what social media for you and your music works the best? Would it be Facebook? Would it be Snapchat? Would it be oh, Instagram, man. Twitter, all of the above? There's no real answer. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sad and embarrassed to say the, the answer for me is I, I'm, I'm horrible at social media. It's really mm. not, um, 
it's really not my strong suit at all. Mm-hmm. I have I'm I'm incredibly lucky to have a handful of people who are friends and coworkers of mine that um, kind of handle it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I mean, I try, you know, I have a Twitter and an Instagram and, and I'm on Facebook. Um, I fucking hate Facebook. It's just <laughs> a lot really of people like, do. it's just, but it works awful, but it and works. Yeah. I mean, it works. I, it's, it's the abusive, abusive ex-girlfriend you always go back to. I, yeah, uh, I guess you're right. I, I think good. the weird thing to me That's is kind of like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good, um, I'm really at a loss for a really good analogy that is so big that it can encompass it. But, you know, um, way back, I'm going to date myself way back in the day. It's like the Betamax versus VHS thing mm-hmm. where um, you have you have this clearly inferior format that's deeply flawed and hard to use and 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 just sucks on a hundred levels but it somehow becomes the ubiquitous thing that you can't escape worldwide and it's the only thing right yeah well why not because it's better because i'm marketing and other bullshit i mean i guess and i i honestly don't i've never understood why everyone is on facebook and uses facebook facebook messaging even I, i i don't get it it's so awful it's so clunky and slow and you know user unfriendly i mean if you create if you create an instagram account you go oh i've never heard of this what is this thing it's just incredibly welcoming right yeah like it just go oh here you go and it's really easy and you just do it and we've got it a got fit of japan instagram by the way definitely sign up well, well also go. here we've got line i don't know if you're on that but line is really big and it was just it's regional just, yeah it, it, it's kind of a regional thing but it's, it's a chat program it's super easy and it's super smooth and easy yeah yeah Eh, I'm an Instagram and, you know, kind of like, guy. I, I like. Uh, I got in, into Twitter because I like words, and mm-hmm. I really enjoy. I write poems. I like haiku. I like short stories. I like. I follow a lot of comedians because they'll just make little observations throughout the day that are funny. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, this is a great platform. It's totally simple. It's just a few words mm-hmm. at any given time. Um, and you know the the genius of Twitter that I I mean what sucks is that it's been co-opted into this kind of angry political shitstorm now so it's oh, just really I agree. awful mm. I agree but uh but yeah, you know it's toxic yeah. yeah it's pretty horrible and and it's a weird like I feel like sometimes if I go on Twitter and I just have something to observe um, you know and I, I like a cool I mean like Instagram like a, a picture of a something pretty maybe something poetic or something that's kind of fun, it almost feels like you've done charitable, you know, volunteer work. Like, I just went into this horrible, you know, children's hospital, and, you know, you're like, this this is a crippled environment. (laughs) I just want to go in and leave something nice and walk away, you know, and Mm -hmm. and, uh, I don't know, anyway. Yeah, but, but there's still like it doesn't have maybe the reach of Twitter, but I think there's some still good like blogs. How do you say it that are moderated yeah. by somebody with a, just an iron fist? Like, look, here's the rules: don't piss people off. Yeah, you know, racist, homophobic, blah 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 blah. Yeah. So the blogs are still kind of good, but it's like old school Twitter. But then Twitter, yeah, yeah, yeah it's bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right. To get off that. All right. Sorry. All right. Sorry. So the answer with the social media is like, I'm right. sure that Instagram it is. Sure, yeah. He's a musician, but philosopher. Okay. All right. Awesome. All right. So I mean, you've traveled all over the world, and you're going to continue to travel. 
What are some tour tips? I mean, there's bands. Oh, I mean, we wow. get in contact with a lot of bands that come to Japan that are on like an Asia tour or a Japan tour. Yeah. Or I mean, actually, you're you're quite unusual because I mean, the only band that we had on the show that I was on a world tour was I think No Effects when they were on the show. Uh, Fat Mike. They're great. Yeah. No. No. I fucking love Fat Mike. And um, but the thing is, uh, with most bands, it's only Asia or Japan. But you're 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 traveling for fucking months upon months upon months. What are some tips for bands that are going to go on tour? Like, what are some tips that you can give, like, band people? Be like, or band people. Band <laughs> bands. people. Don't you know those no, band people? I mean, a band. Right yeah, I think but, that's the right word because it's really, it's not always musicians. I mean, a lot of times it's the people who are selling the t-shirts and they're, you know. Well, that's true. You know, you got the merch people, people or whatever. But anyway, so what, what are some tips that you can give some of these people? Be like, okay, you should do this. You should not do this. Always have clean underwear. Whatever, you know. Yeah. Clean socks. Oh, clean man. socks. I mean, pack really light. Uh, the last thing you want to do is be hauling around, you know. I mean, it's amazing how much time you spend trying to get to and from airports and to and from venues and everything with everything you have on your back, you know, or rolling or whatever. And it can be horrible if you have too much. So pack very, very, very light. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely one thing that I think helps a lot. Uh, I think... You know very soon when you're on tour in a band or solo, uh, if you look around at the people around you and they are invariably unraveling, you know, from lack of sleep. Like our show. (laughs) You know, lack of sleep, poor nutrition, uh, Mm -hmm. time changes, you know, late nights and uh, on and on and on. It's really easy for people to become incredibly short-tempered and mm-hmm. you know volatile uh the more you can uh just <laughs> be the zen in the room uh the better off everyone will be and if you're lucky you can be in a band that's mostly like that mm-hmm. if you're mostly uh, pretty even keeled people uh it really really helps Okay, uh, uh, specifically on the point, do you have any tips for that? Like how to, how to relax and how to chill and how to oh, how to man. Zen? That, that, that would sound like a really good... Like, no brainer beer. Yeah, well, brainer. Not always. He's got a block. Not always. Uh, yeah, yeah, Johnny. Because you, you and us getting drunk together never led to any arguments. I mean, <laughs> well, whiskey's a bad idea. Yeah, sometimes you get. I mean, I've traveled with a lot of people where they're really, really nice, easygoing people until they've. You know, had their second or third drink, and then they're just unbearable. Second or third? Yeah. Oh, jeez. You know, and then you just want to go, man. Maybe you should stop. Maybe you, you know? shouldn't, or maybe you should like practice before you go on tour. The, yeah, but that always works. It tells somebody after the tenth drink, like, dude, you need to stop. Right. That's right. fucking fine. Yeah. <laughs> I got a yeah. couple of stories about you. I got a couple of stories about you. No, you don't. Yeah, oh, you totally remember. Oh, yes, I do. Dude, let's not even go there. Satanist bar, fucking two weeks ago. Okay, so, all right, I got enough stories about it. Yeah. All right, we got stories about everything. Okay, so, all right, now let's get to the tour stories. Yeah, we're going to hear. Come on, you get you had Actually, you've been all over the world. What are some of the crazy things you've seen? Crazy things you experience, or it doesn't have to be crazy. It could be most interesting things. Like, for example, I mean, maybe a rainbow above a shrine or something. I don't know. Wow. Um, well, as far as solo touring goes, uh, I mean, most of the crazy stories from band touring are more uh, about 
the band. And also because touring with the band, it's like a big, you know, big rock show. Whereas solo, it's more singer-songwriter kind of, uh, like, storytelling kind of evenings. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, as far as the solo touring goes, um, most of the really amazing stuff, the, the, the craziest stuff, has been outside of the gigs. It's been, you know, um, getting in and out of, uh, I mean, <laughs> China. <laughs> like and, and China's and, amazing. And solo oh, okay. stories are like how you, we were talking about earlier, maybe with your blog, where you're getting into like the real stuff with the booze and like, yeah. you know, the natives and getting like real yeah. deep into it. We had a uh, so I'm traveling with my family, and we had a um, like your parents, or you got a no, 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 kids? my my wife and my kids, yeah, okay, and uh, and we had to get um, I mean, and they are fucking troopers, and because we're you know on poverty budget everything is like are they doing with you now yeah everything is like your wife and your kids are at the hotel donated rooms and you know Shit, places dude, to we should have done the show there everything's out of a backpack and it's you know they're hobos but uh we had a i had a bunch of gigs in in india and so i had to get from one place to another to another and um you know the good news there is that it's brutally cheap right everything is like mm. cents and then you come here, um, everything's expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, at one point, you know, we we had to take a train from one city to another city, and it was a really, it was like an eleven hour train ride um, that you know that left in the afternoon and got to the other city, uh, you know, late in the next day, and uh, and it was. It was so spectacularly awful. <laughs> I mean, all of us just looked at each other and we're like, this is the worst time I've ever had ever in my life. I can think of like, you know, horrible, crazy drug stories that don't hold a candle to the experience of, you know, trying to get your guitar and all your gear uh, through a town and onto a platform and onto a train, uh, you know, and then... Um, I, if there are touring musicians out there who have ever done India, they're rolling their eyes right now and going, oh my God. Because like the, the the trains are insane. I mean, it's just, they're just, just, I... Is, yeah. is it true when you see the, 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 the train link stories, like people like, you know, are riding on top of the trains and everybody's just... Yeah, it's just sardine packed um, and everything reeks. And there's, you know, I mean, there's just, it's incredible. There's animals and feces and trash everywhere. And it's, you know, and, and, uh, and if you, uh, like if you pay extra, you can get a blanket, but the blankets will totally have scabies on them. And I mean, it's, you know, it's just so, um, it's, it's super, super gnarly. Or at least it was for us. I, it's possible that if you are buying like first class tickets and everything, that, that it's um, not like that. But So basically, you get the first class and then you get like the reclining seats, you get the first, you know, champagne, Maybe. this, that. Know. But if you don't get the it. first class, <laughs> it's just a nightmare. I, I, I got a question. Is this one of these experience where, experiences where like maybe a couple years later, you all kind of laugh about it and think, oh, oh yeah. ha, ha, we did yeah, this, yeah. ha, ha, ha. Well, that's or, what's or, happening or, right here, or, right now. Or, or, or <laughs> that's what we're doing or, right now. It's like, dude, you did that? Oh man! Or, or, you should have paid ten bucks and got the first class. Or 
Is it one of those experiences a couple of years later, even many, many years later, you're like, oh, yeah, man, fuck that experience. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> um, Which well, one think, is it? Because, like, you know, I, I, understand, I, think it's I understand obvious. where you're going with it. I think it's obvious. I think we get to laugh at it because we all made it through, you know. Mm. And and uh, so, you you know. Well, so not, not nearly as terribly. Uh, I had a, a layover in Beijing, which is actually a really hard thing to... Uh, make happen because the visa issue there is a pretty hardcore if you if you have an American passport. Yeah. Um, and uh and we really, really wanted to see the Great Wall. And um so we found this uh family that would let us stay in their living room. Um and they lived in a little village that was kinda like right you could just walk up to the wall and like walk along on, on this How section did of the Great Wall. you find this family? This is the internet, man. Internet. Oh, on the internet. Oh, okay. They met uh, at the airport. I was like, what? No, no, no. Please like, uh, stay at our place. Did they want maybe like a Please free English stay. lesson oh, or yeah. something in exchange? No, but uh, so when we got there, because, you know, we have, we have like nothing with us. Uh, when we got there, uh, it was snowing. It was like really cold. And we had come from Vietnam where it was... 100 degrees and, big. Uh, and so we landed and we were like you know uh, god we're we're freezing we can't go up and we don't have any clothes we don't have any coats we you know mm-hmm. and um and the our host said uh oh you know it's okay we've got here you know um have this take this sweater take this long sleeve shirt and we were like oh thank you very much so we bundle up in the stuff and we go up and we walk around on the wall and we take some pictures and we're like, this is amazing. And, and uh, like nobody speaks any English at all. So we're struggling with Google Translate and trying to, and, uh, and we get back and, and she's like, you know, oh yeah, it's like $175 for the clothes. Oh, really? Yeah. And we were, we were going. I, I can sing you a song about I'm yeah. holding your hand. Yeah. How about the, I, give, I give you another it's gift. It's about the, the Beatles song. song. Right. Right. Which is, doesn't have a lot of value in China. No, the, but, uh, songs have no value. That's fucking crazy. But yeah, so we ended up kind of having this whole weird exchange where they got And you were staying angry. there. Yeah, we said we didn't know. We don't have any money. We didn't know that you were selling us. the. I mean, it really seemed, you know, and... And then they got very By the angry. way, Leo, you owe us five hundred dollars. <laughs> keep, keep, keep going this story. I don't yeah. know, Would like, you like I another beer? They're fifty dollars like, each. What happened? Well, you know, the only way out of it was that because you know, we were. I mean, I was like, "Here's my wallet. Look, I don't. Have, you know, I don't have that kind of money. I just, I'm a musician, and and uh, so we ended up." bargaining to pay very little for these clothes because it was all we could afford. And, you know, clearly they were just, like, trying to get money, you know. Yeah, so but, you, uh, get, you maybe got grifted a little bit. I think it was a, a combination bit. of, like, we, yeah, we, t- I mean, you know, but but that that's, like, that's one of those tour stories where you're kind of, like, if, you, if you're in a, you can't let that make you come unglued. Mm-hmm. You can't go rabid and start throwing things and stuff. Or, he you would. Depends <laughs> on how much I have to drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You're right. That, that's, a, that's a great story. That's a great story. I mean, the, so, but you know, the thing is, like, I mean, and I've gone on tour maybe, I think, seven times to Europe. 
And when I go on tour, there's always crazy things that happen. You know, yeah. there's always that one experience. Like, I mean, I was in a car. We almost had a huge car accident, and it was fucking crazy. I almost died. You know, I, I shouldn't be here. Another time in Amsterdam, I was hanging off a building and shit, painting and shit, this mural thing, whatever. I should have been dead, but I'm still alive. But the thing is... All those stories at the time, they're the worst experiences at the time. And about like, what, a week, a month, even a year later, you're like, fuck that place, fuck that. But then about, you know, after about a year and a half, you're like, hey man, I got this crazy story. You're never going right. to believe this exactly. shit. Exactly. Years later, you kind of, there's this shit you kind of laugh about. <laughs> you ain't never going to believe this shit. And then you yeah. tell this story and it's like the best story ever. So, yeah. I mean, I guess that's, that, that's part of life, you know? I mean, in yeah, life, it's, you it's do part things. of like... I'm, you know, I'm laughing years later, but I wasn't laughing at the time. Yeah, it's no. true. Mm. Yeah, you're not laughing at the moment. But Tom, do we have more beer? No, we do not. I don't drink it all. Fun. Well, it's been a great show, man. Thanks. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> all right, I got a couple more stories. Okay. All right, a couple more questions. Couple and then we got to get A couple more questions. He has the stories. He's the guest. He <laughs> does have the stories. Okay, all right. Um. So let's see here. I want to talk about... Okay, so... You did 13 albums with a grunge band named Floater. And you've done quite a few like videos with them. Can you tell us about Floater? Yeah. Um, uh, it's a power trio, I guess you could call it. I don't know. Um, it's, a, it's not the first band that I've ever been in, but it's certainly uh, in the U.S. It's definitely the thing I'm the most known for. Uh, it's... Mm-hmm. it's you know, sold the most records and, and, uh, how many records did you guys sell? Oh God, I don't know. A lot. Um, cool. More, more, more than I ever thought we would. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, it, do, it does really well in the U S. Um, and, uh, and I'm really lucky to be able to play with, uh, a couple other guys that are amazing at what they do. Um, it's, uh, more of a um, classic rock kind of uh, an inspired project, you know. So it 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 has the freedom to get uh, what I do solo has a tendency to be more like it, it really because you're playing solo, it can't really go way up here sonically, you know. It's it's got some uh, regulations on it, um, but with that band it can get really loud and, and yeah and re, you know which is great and that's yeah a lot i of heard fun. all your songs <laughs> no i did yeah my favorite one was called uh, i think it's called handcuffs oh yeah 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 handcuffs is that's great. a good example i mean you can't really do that solo acoustic it's like a, no you, you know, can't it's such a giant <laughs> that is like know. hardcore grunge i mean i i think i think that song came out way too late if that song of handcuffs came out in like 1994 <laughs> you guys would have fucking owned the world <laughs> like that was like i mean when i was listening to that song i was like that is basically like nirvana soundgarden and pearl dram mixed together which is a Whiskey, but not cheap whiskey. The good whiskey, you know. Oh. And yeah, it was fucking great, dude. Like and then, and then also, I found that you guys had a video for that. I was like, oh, they got a video with some slutty girls putting on makeup and shit, and she's like strutting. And I'm just like, whoa, yeah, this should have came out in the '90s. It's a, it's a guy. Wait, the girl's a guy. It's a guy, man. I hate that song. <laughs> <laughs> Are you he fucking serious? I'm totally serious. Watch the video again. Yeah. Oh shit. All right, well, never mind. All right, though. Well, how about, how much no matter have, what, though, it is a great song, though. How, how it's much a great song. Are you serious? That's a guy? Yeah. 
How much did you have to drink before you saw that video? It was last night. I was fucking drinking the, the strong nines. I fucking love yeah, drinking the strong nines. Yeah, I guess that will do it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, dude, that chick is strong nines before. I don't care about the Adam's apple thing. You know, maybe she's deformed. I don't know. Anyway, but anyway, yeah. yeah. So that's a dude, huh? So it's like yeah. the Strokes album. You know the Strokes album? This is it. The Strokes, that that white album with like that white body. You know, that's mm. a dude, right? Mm. Same thing. So people all over the world like, oh, the Strokes, they got hot girls that are into S&M. Nope, nope, nope. It's a dude. How do I know that? I used to work at Amoeba, and I got a connection to... Who did that photo shoot? I have no idea, dude. You, you don't know the Strokes? I know, what this, I know what you're talking about, but you I don't know, know what I'm talking about. This is it. It's like the White yeah, Album. Yeah, but I don't know who did the photo shoot. That's too deep Well, I me. got somebody that was in there, so... C, C... That doesn't mean C. You can't say C about that. That's not C. This just means you don't know shit, and he, he doesn't know anything either. There you go. All right, yeah. yeah. So yeah. So see, I guess. Blissfully ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. I, would, yeah. I guess ignorance is bliss. Anyway, okay. So what are the pros and cons of touring by yourself? Because I mean, you toured with you toured with your band, uh, Floater, yeah, yeah. but you also toured with Dramatic. Oh yeah, yeah. I've done a little bit of yeah. Dramatic doesn't do a lot of. Uh, it's kind of like older back in the day, right? Yeah. It's also it's a uh, so that's not really my uh, project. It's like um, a friend of mine, Keith, who's like a. Is sort of a electronic music sculptor. Mm-hmm. Um, he puts together these songs, and he sends me a lot of stuff, and just kind of goes, "What do you think of this?" And uh, and if I ever say, "Ooh, I like this one," I want to sing something over it. He goes, "Great!" And so it's a little bit like a Massive Attack kind mm-hmm. of, you know, where he'll have guest, yeah. guest vocalists that come in. So it's really his thing, and I just periodically sing on some stuff mm-hmm. um, and. But we don't do a lot of touring or anything like that. Um, he's going to be okay, right? <laughs> um, he's only had six beers. He should be okay. All right, all right. Yeah, he drank all those. One of those is mine. <laughs> it's okay. But I would right. say, the, I mean, the biggest, the uh, pros and cons versus... I mean, is like it floater versus solo well, touring? Well, I mean, I guess like you know, for example, I mean, when I tour, when I when I go to countries and stuff, and I paint at nightclubs and I do shows or whatever, for me, it's just like I, I'm completely in control, and that's the way I like it. You know, I mean, I know everything was going to happen. Uh, yeah. I know the people I got to talk to when I get to the airport. I know who's going to meet me. I know everything, right? I know what to bring, and I don't have to worry about anything because I've got everything under control. But when you tour in a band, like when I've talked to like a lot of bands that have been here on tour, it seems like a lot of people don't know what's going on and a lot of people leave everything to other people where it's yeah. just like, it's kind of like a stressful kind of environment where it's just like, wait, we don't have guitar strings? Only I, These are the only strings I have, you know? I mean, you should have brought guitar and then people are pointing fingers and stuff, whatever. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of like the behind the scenes kind of stuff behind the podcast where it's just like, it's kind of like uncomfortable, kind of like Leo, like the last podcast, right? It's just like, what, this actually happens? It's like chaos. You know? yeah. So, I mean, I've been on both sides of the fence, you know? So my, my question to you is like, which do you prefer? Which is easier? Or what are the pros and cons? I guess those are three different questions, but it's just like, what is best for you? By yourself or with a group? Although you are touring with your family, but maybe that's a be- good yeah, thing, but you know? I mean, that, that's like... Uh... I, I tour a lot without them too, so um, mm-hmm. and and there's been a lot of uh, stuff in different countries where they'll go stay. You know, if we have like, uh, we were in France for a while, and um, we have some family 
there, so we had a free place to stay. Mm. But I had shows that weren't where the free place to stay was, so I left and didn't see them for a month while I was gigging. And then I, you know, um, mm. so it's more like we meet up, kind of. Um, but uh, you know, um, they're so different. There's, there, it's, it's so the solo stuff versus the floater stuff is so different. Um, I think. <coughs> um, there's n- no doubt at all that um, this touring and gigging and uh, recording and producing and everything solo is so much easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's so much easier. Um, so as far as a preference, I mean, I'm you know I'm I'm not I'm naturally maybe lazy enough uh, that I I certainly prefer the easy route because it's just uh you know that you you're not managing a bunch of other people and you mm-hmm. don't have to you know you don't have to um i mean i can i can play shows solo someplace and um i just i don't have to worry about anybody else i don't have to pay anybody else i don't have to you know so it just uh it's just so much more logistically fluid and 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 uh and peaceful you know um, now, on the other hand, um, the the shows are a totally different experience because uh, you know I'm I'm fond of telling people uh, when I show up to play solo gigs. I I played in um, Kobe uh, a couple of nights ago at this club, and the guy who owned the club, um, we were talking outside. He's from Denmark. Uh, I think anyway, and we were talking about kind of Japanese audiences and, and, uh, and, and he was concerned, you know, he was like, uh, I want you to know that people here are this kind of audience and it's going to be okay. And it's going to, and I was like, dude, it's fine. I'm, I'm, don't worry about me. I'll be all right. <clears throat> and, uh, and I said, you know, the, um, the thing about solo singer songwriter, if it's just you and a guitar and you're playing at a bar is it's really easy not for everybody, but uh, but for some, and I'm happy to be among them. It's really easy to play for <coughs> an audience of people who don't care at all, who just have come in after work and they just want to drink and chat with their friends, and and they're like, oh, live music, whatever, and they'll talk all the way through your show, and they don't give a shit at all that you're playing, um, and you know sometimes people think like that must be really horrible. And my answer is no. It's actually perfectly fine. I really don't get I'm, paid. I'm well. I'm. I'm just. I'm fine with it. It doesn't well, bother well, me. Qu- I don't qu- take qu- it personally. Quick question though, but like, uh, your music's a little bit more laid back uh, than the band. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, my, yeah. it's way. I mean, it's an acoustic guitar. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so but, but I'm saying, but like, you know, there's certain there's more aggressive, like heavy metal. Like, yeah, 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 You want the crowd bouncing up and down, but sure. if, you're gonna, yeah. if you're gonna go more acoustic, then like, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, I'll play some songs. Yeah. That's cool. If you if you want to drink and chat and have a good time, yeah, that's absolutely. Cool. But it's so different, like maybe mindset, maybe. Though. I'm not bothered by it at all. It doesn't bother me at all, and I don't have any problem at all with an audience that is you know where everybody turns towards the stage and they put their drinks down and they stop their conversation and they just listen mm-hmm. great where it gets weird is when both things are happening and then the audience is angry with itself because there's people who are like shut up i want to hear this music mm-hmm. and then there's someone else who's like i just got off work and me and my buddy are trying to have a martini and you know 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when it's uh, so solo, that happens, and that's awkward. That can be difficult. You know, when you're playing and you're like, some people here just really want to listen, and some people don't. I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you guys oh, could so agree, you, that would be great. You, you, now, probably, with, you, you probably wouldn't want to like stop the show and be like, "All right, all you motherfuckers oh, behave." Hell, yeah, hell yeah, no, 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 it's not a comedy show. No, no, no. no, no, I, no. I know that, but that's what I'm saying because I understand. But like, what you're saying, so maybe it puts a kind of weird pressure on you to, I don't know, without like stopping the show and being, yeah, like, you can it's behave, just, kids, it's just, uh, you know, it's it's like it, it's like if you went to a party and there are people at the party who just want to sip Chardonnay and chat and there are people at the party who want to crank the Ramones and mosh and Mm -hmm. you're like this is not you guys are going to have to figure out what this party is Mm -hmm. you know and that's not up to me that's you know now with with Floater there's no question so I I do really like the fact that you know when you walk out and start playing it eliminates nobody's going to be in the audience who's like oh i just wanted to chat with my girlfriend and you know the music's too loud it's just too much it's too, there's it's full on and it's just you know so i i love that about mm-hmm. it um and that's that's pretty cool mitsuya liquors yo what's up faders if you're in asia if you're in japan if you're in tokyo if you're in asagaya you better get down to mitsuya liquors that's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right, over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need, and of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya. About five-minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com That's www.gamuso.com That's right, Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. Hey, yo, what's up, Baders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. 
So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Proper. If you're going to get your fade on, you got to get your fade on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade. And I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost Town Palmade. Badass palmade. And let me tell you one thing. It comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Palmade. This stuff is a man's palmade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your fade on in style. Proper. Okay, yeah, we're good. We're back. And we're back. Okay, Rob, um, I do have one question. You've got a new CD called Brave the Strange. Can yep. you talk about that and where to get it, most importantly? Where to get it? Uh, yes. Wow. Well, it's on iTunes and Amazon and CD Baby and Bandcamp and everything, I think. Spotify. So oh. basically just Google it. <laughs> yeah, it's everywhere. Awesome. Can you talk about the CD, the, the process, some of the songs, the, yeah. the feeling, the atmosphere regarding it? Um so I uh, originally I went to uh, I, I, I started making the album uh, as a completely solo like just acoustic guitar and voice mm-hmm. and um, I found myself uh, a little bit um, uh, struggling with the combination of how to wear the engineer you know producer hat and and do the band thing but also um, I don't you know. Uh, I'm not great at listening to myself and making creative decisions. Um, and so I went to my friend Daniel Riddle, um, who's a producer and a musician in Portland. Um, he has a band called King Black Acid. And um, and he's just managed to do a lot of things sonically that I really am a fan of. And I sat down with him and I said, you know, here's this thing I'm trying to do. Do you have any advice for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've worked together uh, live and on some recording projects in the past uh, a few times. And he's known for this sort of sprawling, gigantic, psychedelic, uh, atmospheric rock. Cool. And like movie soundtracks and things like that. And, um, and I said, you know, uh, I like the idea of making something that's uh, sonically, uh, that feels a little bit like, you know, one of these old uh, kind of a Neil Young album type thing of, you know, like just guitar and voice that's sparse and simple, but that has the uh, sonic spread mm-hmm. of some of the stuff that you've done that's so huge. Dynamic. Um, and he said, okay, this sounds like a really fun challenge you know how do we do it and we went through the songs that I had and we started kind of shooting ideas off each other about um, 
you know, using, uh, uh, first thing we decided was that we weren't going to do anything electronic. There was only going to be, uh, you know, physical organic instruments. So it was like a, a, a 1968 Fender Rhodes keyboard and Whoa. like cellos and violins and, um, things like that. And, uh, and we, we started tracking and experimenting with things to kind of make it spread out sonically. And the first song or two that we started kind of monkeying with, I was just so happy with how it was going, with the direction it was going, that I was like, okay, you need to work with me on this album and make it into something. Um, and we spent like a year and a half just getting together on a regular basis. We made these kind of like, you know, like artist dates where we would get together and we would just uh, play things or bring people in. Um, we, we got a, some, uh, this incredible, uh, vocalist, Erin Adkison, she sings for a band called the Druthers and she came in and just did these ghostly, you know, high wailing, uh, sounds and these soft sort of feminine backing vocals. And they were just, um, you know, we would just find things like that and say, okay, that is definitely going on. And then we also did a lot of stuff where we would try something and go, Eh, no, you know, it's a lot of failing, a lot of failing, a lot of failing, and then periodic, uh, oh, I like that. Um, and it ended up being, uh, this very, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of it. I really love how the record, um, ended up sort of having that feeling of something very intimate and simple, but also, uh, a little, it's dreamlike. It Mm -hmm. feels a little bit like the music that might happen after you've fallen asleep, you know, listening to a, a record and you're, you're not really hearing it anymore. It's just kind of, in, you know, so, um, that was where subliminal maybe. Yeah. It's just, it's, uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's not a party rock record. It's not a, um, it's, it's, it's weird. It's an experience. The way you're explaining it is kind of like, I saw a documentary on how Pink Floyd, um, how they produced uh, Dark Side of the Moon, and it sounds so similar. Yeah, I mean, a lot Especially of Especially with like, the singing and stuff, you know? Yeah, a lot, a lot of experimenting with, um, you know, you, you throw a lot of ideas at the wall and you just wait for something to really stick. And when it sticks, you know, and sometimes it's the thing that you wouldn't uh, expect. I mean, you know, I... I there were so many times in the making of that record where um, 80% of the creative process was just removing because mm-hmm. we would just put so many layers mm-hmm. and then we would start pulling things away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the title track, which pulling is back. you know, a minute long, uh, the, the, it's the last song on the record, Brave the Strange. Um, it, originally, it was like this huge, long thing and it ended up being you know, virtually a spoken word piece that's like a minute long because we just kept removing and removing until we were like, that's what, that's the focus. You I know? think all art forms are like that. I mean, so when it comes it to painting or graphic design or e- even cooking, yeah. like a lot of chefs have said that, you know, it's just like, you know, they, they come up with like this master recipe. They're like, well, you know what? I think we can do it without salt. Yeah. You know? Or, or, or maybe still, I got a better idea in an analogy, like distilling it down to a good whiskey. Oh, there you go. All right, on that note, faders, <laughs> what do you think? 
<laughs> a good whiskey. A good mm. whiskey. I don't know. <laughs> you got well, to talking about it. taking away, taking it away. Yeah. You just you just still it. You shrink it down. And it's like this is the, it's the finest, best most part purest of it. form of it. Yeah. 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 No one's gonna agree with me on this, but I, I feel every time I go to some bar and they have those goddamn like cinnamon flavored whiskey or you know what I mean. The flavor, ugh. Stop a chocolate that. beer? You don't like chocolate raspberry beer? No, nobody does. Yeah. Anyway. Girls don't even like that if stuff. If people like it, that's great. They should enjoy it, but it's, ugh, leave me out of it. <laughs> I want to read your blog now. I really want to read your blog. But before I read your blog, I think we have to all read one story from the all news. Right. Okay? And then and then we got to call it a day because I know you got to get well, out yeah, of here. i got to get the sound check, but I will happily do a story and then right. you guys can we'll continue without me. We'll do three quick me. stories. Okay, um, very quickly, uh, let's see here. Um, okay, well, this is definitely a story for Tom. Okay, well, let's do something fun. Okay, how about this one? What's up, faders? Do you like our show? Of course you fucking do. That's why you're tuned in. But have you ever asked yourself if you could get more out of your got-baited experience? Well, now here's your chance because we are proud to announce our very own Patreon page. But don't freak out. Our podcast was and always will be free, but with your generous donations, we hope to improve it. And since we're all about fan appreciation, we've got the sweet, sweet rewards for our donors. Rewards include, but not limited to, shout-outs, bonus content for interviews and news stories, chances to appear on our show, and even gift packages sent direct to your door. For more information, check out our Patreon page at Fadal. It's quite uncommon here in Japan, but it happens all the time everywhere else in the world. Here you go. You've got this story right here. Woman arrested for stealing 10,000 yen from sleeping passenger's bag on train. Right now, this is unusual for two different reasons. People usually don't steal from people on trains, and if they do, 99% of the time, it's dudes. Yeah. So this is a woman, and she's kind of like the the female Oliver Twist on the train, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I... I, So this is... uh, Okay, so this this is a 56-year-old woman... Also unusual. ...who uh, stole 10,000 yen from the shoulder bag of a sleeping female passenger... Oh. ...on one of the JR lines. Okay. Occurred at 11.20 p.m. while the train was stopped. Yeah. Police officer on patrol... I mean, <laughs> the, woman, so wait, said, wait, wait, the woman said she doesn't know how the cash came into her possession. Well, I mean, she's <laughs> I was, I was totally, it was late at night. I was totally sleepwalking. Because yeah. I'm older, I got to, you know, I got to get my Z's in. It's the opposite of Butterfingers. Yeah. It is really Sticky weird. fingers. I, so you've been here a lot longer and you know Japan a lot better than I do. But sure. I got to say... Uh, yeah, this does not. Nothing about Japan strikes me as a place where people steal. It well, seems actually, actually, bad. right now, uh, pickpocketing is at an all-time rise. Really? Yeah, it is such a big well, problem I, I right now. I think there's a correlation to that because of the tourists, though. No, 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 no. But it's it, it's everybody. People are stealing everybody's wallets and stuff. They're uh, they're uh, I think they're tripling up on the cameras in Amotisendo Dori, which is kind of like the Fifth Avenue street mm-hmm. of Japan. And they're, they're having, I think it's three times as many cameras. There's an article a couple of weeks ago just because of the problem of pickpocketing on that street. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, because right now, I mean, they got the CCTV. And, I mean, they can find anybody doing anything, really. Yeah. I mean, if you do anything on the street, pff, you're done, right? 
But um, are they as Japanese long as, people who are pickpocketing? Well, they've busted a couple of like kid gangs, like yeah. high school gangs, they've been pickpocketing and stuff. But if you walk around like Shibuya or Shinjuku or anywhere in Japan and stuff, a lot of people just have their wallets in the back pocket, just sticking out, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's pretty obvious, you know. Yeah. And so I, it's just becoming more and more and more a thing. And in Japan right now, I mean, we've got this. Eight, well, there's so many problems. We've got this aging society where all the older people are dying. And a lot of young people, like myself, are not having kids. And so in that case there, it's just like the population is kind of shifting and kind of shrinking, to be honest. So everything now is becoming more and more and more expensive, which is kind of fucking everybody up and stuff. So now, I mean, it's just like pickpocketing is the new thing. And it's huge, I guess. It's not just that. Do you actually want another real reason? Because the the book I read about the core systems of Japan... It's like some of these older people are just kind of feeling old and worthless because they've got pension, they've got a little bit of money, but like if they die, they don't want to be a burden on their family because it's a very shifting society where Japan was just like money, money, money. They had very strict gender roles. The man works, the woman stays at home, blah, blah, blah. Society's changing because in a lot of ways they're kind of old dinosaurs and they don't want to change with it. So a lot of the old people are feeling really worthless because they didn't basically don't have a big pile of money to give to their kids. So like this is like... That is the first chapter of the book that I read of is old people committing crimes. It's usually stupid stuff like pickpocketing and shoplifting, and they don't need the money per se, but they're trying to get a little bit of extra money to try, try to, like, how do you say, like... Give so up kid, to, like, the younger yeah, generation. Yeah, so yeah. their kids have That's a little a bit point. more... And it, 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 it's this really weird dynamic, and they're always, oh, I'm so ashamed. It wasn't like, like that 10 I, years yeah. ago. No, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I'm so ashamed. I was raised in a proper family, and it was really good, and blah, blah, Do you think blah. it's older people that's pickpocketing in the Motu Center? Shibuya, I guess Shibuya is like another hot no, spot. No, 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 it, it's all of the above. Like I mean, my club, no, the no, club no, that I, I work at okay. and shit. I work at music, I'll tell you later. Yeah, obviously in Shibuya, that's a younger area. You're not going to see too many old people there. But no, but we're talking like in the countryside or like this case where it's just kind of maybe a crime of opportunity, maybe. Well, it's definitely a crime of opportunity. Yeah. You see a sleeping girl on the so train, she's got train. money in her bag. You never yeah. see that though. But like, no, that's used, true. That's why it's an unusual thing. We used to be like this has happened to me too. But like, oh, so no, no. much about this is unusual. I yeah. Mean, but it's, it's, it's becoming more usual. It's I think in the next couple of years, it's going to become commonplace. Right. It's stealing in Japan, which seems incredibly unusual. And it's yeah. a woman stealing yeah. from another woman. Mm-hmm. All of that, it's like very weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's shocking. But no, I agree with Tom. I, I think it is, you know, the older generation trying to get anything they can to help their family, I guess, for the younger generation, you know. And um, yeah, it's it's... Yeah, it's a changing society. They're, I guess they're old school and they just can't adapt to like I'm not fulfilling the family obligation, which is huge here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Tom, next story goes to you. Goes to me. Very short. Very short. Hmm? Yep, that's the one. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Johnny. Man arrested on su- suspicion of committing obscene acts with junior high school boy. Oh my. Yeah. Now, that's not so common here. No, I'm joking. You got a lot of men arrested and women arrested. A lot of uh, arrests in yeah. the news. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, it's well, Obviously, they got caught. Yeah. Well, we yeah. used to do the weather, but nobody cared yeah. about it. <laughs> the weather here is great. Uh, Kanagawa Prefectural Police have arrested a 23-year-old man on suspicion of violating the child prostitution and pornography law after he allegedly co- coerced a junior high school boy to send him naked pictures of himself and committed, uh, and committed obscene acts with the victim with promise of payment. Wow. Yeah. 
That's Co- sad. Yeah, that's really sad. Yeah, that's fucked. According to the police, Yoshitaka Maihara, a company employee who was residing in the Oto Ward, said he never paid money to the miners, Sanke Shinfu. So he fucking cheaped him out. <laughs> hey, I didn't dead. pay. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I can't be found guilty. I just asked for new pictures and he sent them to me. Oh, man. Yeah. Doesn't matter if I was lying. I said I'd, you know, give him a couple bills. Wow. Yeah. However, police said the arrest warrant was issued for an incident that occurred last year on April 20th when Maihara received a naked photo of first-year junior high school boy, then age 12, via messaging app. The guy's a fucking serial predator. Yeah. Well, good on the police, man. They caught this guy, you know. They got him off the street, you know. So in in this case here, police, two thumbs up, man. Two thumbs up. You did a good job. Got this guy. Lock him up. Throw away the key. That's another thing. I think that this is cybercrime units. I think they're really beefing that up now because, like, you know, the Internet's just growing, growing, growing. Dude, G5, dude. Yeah. G5, dude, it's going to be so crazy. Hey. Do you know how many people are going to go to jail after G5? Everybody's going to jail! <laughs> if it stops people from sharing kitty porn, I'm on board. I'm on board, too. You know, there's plenty of legal you know, porn you can see, sometimes, often for free, that, you know, with girls and things of, of age. That's okay, but like kitty porn, no, no, uh-uh, no, no, uh-uh, no. Yeah, lock this guy up, throw away the key. Yeah, he'll be in prison with Saito-san. The boy, now 13, who lives in Kawasaki City, sent photos of himself fully naked to the suspect. That same day, Maihara is accused of meeting up with the boy inside a commercial building's restroom where he performed indecent acts. We'll leave that up to the imagination. Between 4.10 and 5 p.m., the suspect allegedly promised to pay cash in exchange for his actions. The police cyber patrol, go cyber patrol... Uncovered Maihara's unlawful acts after he and the boy began contacting each other again on the messaging app. Police have seized Maihara's... Does it say which one? Hmm? Uh, It does not. Oh, sorry. It does not. Facebook. (laughs) Another reason to get off Facebook. It's almost probably certainly lying. I don't know. Who knows? Police seized Maihara's smartphone and are looking for evidence (laughs) for similar crimes in violation of Japan's anti-prostitutional laws. The guy's fucked... Well, fuck this yeah, guy. Yeah, no, 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 fuck funny. him. But, yeah. like, yeah, with the kid, no. And then, then he's like, not even that. Pickpocketing Oh, shit. Well, we got a pickpocketing story. I think we can skip that one. Huh? What's up? Time. Oh, thank you. Five minutes? Yeah. All right, let's see if That's we can. That's just for me, though. You guys can. No, but, like, we're, 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 we're trying to be good hosts. We well, we got five that. minutes until two o'clock. Let me yeah, see. Four face charges over prank video of fake stabbing. <laughs> Those are all good, man. <laughs> all right. You know, I think two stories is okay for yeah, this I, I think, yeah, I I think, think, think it's good. Let's, let's, stuff, let's yeah. respect our guests. He's got, you know, places to do. we got to disrespect them. No, we got to respect yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deeply respect. So that's not <laughs> disrespect. <laughs> oh, I disrespect you. But okay. So, all right. Well, dude, I want to say, uh, Robert, thank you very much for being on the show. Um, What I really want you to do right now is plug anything and everything that you have because there's a lot of people listening to this show. Um, probably go ahead, blow your load. Okay, yes, blow your load. There you go. <laughs> uh, so uh, the probably the most difficult part is W Y N I A. That's always the part that destroys everyone. If you can just remember that, Robert's pretty easy. Okay, you can, you can say it once more. W Y N I A. If you can, and, and then and then you're good. Robertwinia.com. There you go. Another one that will take you there. 
is just go to Floater, F-L-O-A-T-E-R. Everybody going to remember that because it's easy. Mm-hmm. Just go to Floater.com and it'll link to everything. Are you still involved with Floater? Yeah. Okay, cool. It's my so you're, band, man. So you're doing both. You're doing both projects. Oh, yeah, so I yeah. wasn't sure about that because I thought I, I didn't want to bring it up and stuff because I, I thought it was maybe a touchy subject. Cause I thought like no. maybe like you broke up with a band and all of a sudden no. you're doing your solo thing. No, or no, no, no. So he's, he's a both. busy man with many talents and many fingers well, in his body. Well, he's been on tour for a year almost. Well, not a year, but yeah. six months. So it's just like, I mean, it's hard to be in a band that's, you know, Age of the internet, man. Maybe, maybe yeah, they're still and, working on stuff. Well, I don't uh, know. The, I mean, and, you know, the, the other guys in, in Floater are not... Uh, not thrilled that I'm gone touring for a year by <laughs> Fuck myself. Fuck you guys, I'm out of here. But I'm going to Europe. They're very supportive. They're very <laughs> I mean, you know, we've been friends for decades and they're they're very supportive and it's uh, it, they're it's great. So Okay, awesome. All right, that's fantastic. Okay, so definitely go to Robert Winya. Go to that with Winya.com, right? Yeah, robertwinya.com. Robertwinya.com. Or floater.com, either Floor. one com. will will Get you the same information if if you so choose, or just look for Robert Winnie on Rob Winnie whatever on uh, your stuff. Okay, great. Buy CDs, buy T-shirts. I know you got T-shirts there. You yep. got albums. You buy buy anything to support this guy. This guy's got a family. He's traveling all over the world. He, he's getting ripped off in China, in Finland, in France, in Scandinavia, and Czechoslovakia. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. If you want to get a you know a hundred bucks worth of downloads, it will cover some Chinese ripoff clothes. <laughs> gotta do it. Support this guy. Support the arts. <laughs> Tom, anything else? No, I'm good, man. You good? Respect the guest, man. Respect the guest. That's what we do. Respect to the guests with the microphone. That's true. And um, Rob, thank you very much for being on the show. Thanks for really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. Excellent. And um, yes, Leo, thank you for thank you very much for being the cameraman. Yes, dude, you fucking did it, dude. Awesome, man. Not only a guest, but also the cameraman. Saitosan is and the beer donor. Yes, that's right. Yes, anytime. Couldn't do it without you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, faders, you know what to do? Go to iTunes. Go to iTunes, give us a five-star review. Write something about the show. That's fantastic. Also, Tom? Peace and we're out. We also have four sponsors. <laughs> we got four sponsors. Hit up uh, thespilting.com. Hit up uh, Ghost Town Palmade. Hit up Mitzia Liquors. Hit up Gamuso. Support those guys. When you support the guys, those guys, you also support the show. Tom, one more. Peace and we're out. You know, we got this page where people donate money to us. The and Patreon? The yeah, that, oh, there we oh, go. Yeah, the Patreon. Yeah, yes, we thing. also have a Patreon page. Yes, Thank give you. us money. We like money. Yes, that's right. For everybody that supports us on the Patreon page, we got tons of stuff for you guys and thank you by the way and for all you guys who are not supporting us on the patreon page please support us on the patreon page we have tons of bonus videos uh we got tons of interviews we've got tons of content we got photos patreon supports the show and it keeps the show running and it supports the booze so thank you very much for uh, signing up and uh, we'll see you next week thank you faders peace bye-bye I keep asking myself the same question Asking what will you drop in the sea I wonder what will you spread on the river Oh, if there ain't no ashes in me
brother a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. God, the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Oh, man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.